Welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. I'm your host, Paula Adams, and I'm happy to be back with you today to talk about a subject that just sort of popped into my mind, and I hope you enjoy it. I've been listening to a podcast that I just happened to see on Facebook yesterday in one of my podcasting groups where we support each other and, you know, This one was so good that I listened to every episode that the guy had done. It's really good, and it's called, it kind of has a strange name. Let me see if I can get it. It's uh, American His Stories X. So like histories, but H-I-S dash stories, and then the letter X. So you can find it on, you know, all podcasts like uh, Apple and all that. But anyway, I I really enjoyed this guy and um, just one of his episodes, he talks about, well, I'll just, he's basically a guy, he's a truther, you know, some people call it that. Uh, He tells stories, you know, about things that he's learned about American history and world history that he didn't know before. And this is something that a lot of people are doing thanks to the internet. They're researching, they're learning. And these are not, you know, conspiracies. These are things that are just kind of not told in our school history classes because they don't really portray America in a very good light, but they're true stories. And so... You know, a lot of people call that being red-pilled. Well, he had an episode where he talked about being about the blue pill. And basically, blue pill, as he put it, are people that we all know who they don't want to know that stuff. Maybe you're one of them. Maybe you are happy not knowing the things that America, our American forefathers and British ancestors did you know, to create the country that we live in now. Maybe you don't really want to know because you don't want to feel bad about it. And and I totally get that. And you shouldn't feel bad about it. Just like you shouldn't feel bad for something your next door neighbor does. You know, everyone is responsible for themselves. But there's also a little caveat to that. So once you know the truth, it kind of changes you. And it changes your perspective because, you know, you now know the whole story or more of the story. And sometimes that can affect how we feel, you know, just about life. It can be a little disturbing and it can have, you know, just a lot of effects on on our peace. So I decided to write a blog, um, you know about what to do when you when you feel kind of upset after learning all these things about the world that you didn't know before and you didn't really want to know. Um, just as an example, say um, during Trump's presidency, um, a lot of people learned some things about the the racism that was still going on in America up until very recently, like the the redlining, which was keeping black people from getting loans in certain neighborhoods, 
and other laws that are still on the books now and and like keeping more black men in prison for very trivial crimes for with long sentences and and it, and red pilling is not just about racism but it, and it really isn't about racism in my opinion it's about classism but they use racism as a tool to divide and because nobody wants to be called a racist right but the truth is it's a class thing so that's a whole nother topic but that's just one of the things that when you when you really look into our history and find out how America is a very classist society and you find out that they're really the American dream is a bit of a myth and when you read the statistics on how many people actually are able to move up in the world as far as like improving their situation and you find out that there are so many obstacles that the average person really really can't improve their circumstances very much and that when you when you find out the truth it's not that people are lazy. It's not that people um, are just um, don't care or whatever, and they just want welfare. There are many real obstacles to people improving their lot in life. And you can listen to my other podcasts about economics and stuff, but... Let's talk about what do you do when you when you get red pilled and you start to feel a little you just find it you know upsetting. So I wrote I wrote a blog about it so I'm going to kind of use that as my guide because I can tend to lose focus. So what are some of the symptoms that you may have the red pill blues? Well, the red pill blues could feel could include feeling violated, betrayed, stupid, gullible, guilty, confused, trouble being happy, going back and forth between wishing you didn't know the truth and wanting to know more, and feeling angry. And the physical symptoms might include grinding your teeth, insomnia, sleeping more, overeating, eating less, craving sugar, staring into space, uh, frowning, sighing, not laughing anymore, uh, having trouble being happy, you know, doing the things that you used to enjoy. And and obviously that list is a list of, of feelings that people have and symptoms that people have when they're depressed or experiencing anxiety and that's really what we're talking about is stress and anxiety and depression caused by finding out that something you believed wasn't true and that has happened to a lot of people in the world and that's one reason that the youth of the world the youth being the millennials and much younger actually I would say millennials have their own problems but they're just anyone who is younger than a boomer and has grown up 
with in a t- in this time period where the truth is coming out thanks to the internet because none of this stuff would have been known if it wasn't for the internet because i mean the the truth was always out there but we didn't have the access to it the way we do now and now we can get a whole bunch of information and it can be overwhelming so I think that's one reason that there's so much depression, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, people drinking wine like crazy, um, and just escapism. People are trying to escape from this awful knowledge that, because why is it so bad? It's bad because we used to believe that if we worked hard enough and did the right things, that we would have a good life. Well, now we're finding out that that's not always true and that it's not true and hasn't been true for a large portion of our of our population. And we thought that that all that like discrimination and corruption and stuff only happened in other countries, right? Isn't that what we were ta- taught that that you know America is the land of equal opportunity and um you know anyone can do anything if they just put their mind to it or whatever the fact the part that they left out was that um a system has been set up of licenses regulations and education requirements and degrees and other things like that. And now I would add technological uh, regulations and stuff that limit your actual freedom. For example, I just got an email saying that I have to update my iOS. I have to update my iPhone or I can't use my banking app anymore. Well, I don't want to update my iPhone. I don't want the new iOS 14. But if I want to keep on depositing checks through my phone, I have to update my iOS. So that's a kind of technological tyranny that forces you to update a system that includes things that you may may or may not want. And I don't even know what's on iOS 14. I just know that I am not an early adopter of technology because I don't trust it. And there's good reasons for that because they put things in there that you may not even be aware of. So back to why is knowing the truth a bad thing? Well, knowing the truth is, it just brings you down out of the clouds. You know, it's easy to live in this fantasy especially if you were living the good life. Uh, you know, your your parents were middle class and maybe you had a, your mom might have been a stay-at-home mom. Well, now here you are and you're trying to make it in the world and you can't, you can't seem to uh, make that happen. Well, it's not your fault. It's that the system is starting to crumble. And that's a big topic. But knowing the truth can be very upsetting. So what is the cure for finding out that you've been lied to and sold a bill of goods about the history of our country and about the truth of the American dream and finding out, well, oh, yay, now we're living in uh, 
uh, new times and we're going to go through a great reset that's controlled by the rich and elite that we have no power over and we are just their little pup, you know, we're their pawns. We are living basically in a feudal society. They control everything and they allow us to live and work in their world. Well, the the cure first is not rioting, hating, killing, canceling, or becoming a communist. Now, I'm I'm not saying we can't have a revolution, but it needs to be done a certain way. So, and I'm not going to talk about the revolution. But what is my cure that I want to talk about? I want to talk about following Jesus. What? You say you're already following Jesus? Well, then that's great. But if you're still feeling depressed, then keep listening. Because sometimes we think we're following Jesus, but when we just get a, a little bit off track and don't realize it. And so this can help you to get back on track to following Jesus and get your peace back. You need peace. You need the the knowledge that there's something better than this world. So where can you find that peace? Well, you, are you going to find it at church? Well, it depends. Uh, if you go back and think about what the Bible says, you might find that some of the church sermons you heard as a child and, and teenage years and maybe maybe even in present day are sermons that are carefully crafted to support the goal of keeping Christians from actually following Jesus and instead help them to to keep supporting the world system the world system is opposed to god Okay, the world system is built on follow is built on making money. And that's the ultimate goal of the world system is greed, power, money, you know, self, and it all comes from Satan, right? The church has been co-opted by the devil. Many churches, especially churches that that are very large and sell a lot of books and have a lot of entertainment. Um, I'm not going to name the ones, but you probably know what I'm talking about. Uh, they, they keep people feeling good about their lives instead of being ready to give everything away like Jesus told the rich man and follow Jesus. So this is nothing new. Kings and emperors and even tribal leaders have used religion to control people and use them for their purposes throughout history. So the the good people, they know in their heart that there is a God and they want to please God. So they listen to their leaders instead of truly following God. And that's, you know, when, when the Israelites didn't want God, they didn't want God alone. They wanted a king like all the other people had a king. 
And God told him, you're not going to like that. And sure enough, you know, things went downhill once they got their first king. And then all after that, they had some good ones, some bad kings. But throughout, all the kings sent them to war, took their land, took their sons and, you know, made them into soldiers. You know, if, if they had just stuck with God alone as their king... It would have been different, but that wasn't meant to be. So what is a Christian to do? How do we follow Jesus in a different way? Well, the answers are in the parts of the Bible that people love to skip over or take lightly, such as the parts about seeking first the kingdom of God, praying for God's will to be done, and suffering like Christ did. Those are three things that don't really come natural to people. And our flesh does not want to uh, give up our own way. Our flesh does not want to put God's glory first. And our flesh does not want to suffer for the glory of Christ. So how can we even do that? Well, there's only one way, and that's through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I think I didn't really emphasize that enough in this blog, but I might have to go back and put that in there. But So here's a prescription for the red pill blues. Oops, I wrote bill blues. I have to go back and edit this. Anyway, first first, uh, step in your treatment for your red pill blues is to pray and ask God to reveal to you if if your church, if you're going to church, or if you're not going to church, then any like um, teacher that you're listening to regularly or podcast or books that you're reading. So in other words, is what you're putting in your head, is it following what the Bible really says? Are you looking up the verses in context and cross-referencing them? Does that teaching point you to to God and to giving to um, dying to self and really loving God does it make you love God more if that if that teacher or teaching or church is not making you love God more and want to serve him more not in your own power but for his glory then there might be a problem So how are you going to know that? Only by reading your Bible. So I suggest Matthew 5 through 7, which is the Sermon on the Mount, which will kind of spell out, Jesus spells out the difference between simply following the law, the Old Testament commandments, and following the law in the spirit of the the law, not just the... uh, the word, but actually, you know, the spirit of it. And then the book of Romans is very important. The book of Acts can show you, you know, how the early Christians lived. And the book of John is, is the essential story of Jesus. And then the book of Revelation can help you see, you know, where things are going And I highly recommend that you use an app, a Bible app, and click on the verse references 
so you can read the Old Testament verses that, that go along with the New Testament verses, and then it'll make a lot more sense. And yes, it takes a lot longer to read it that way, but that's the important thing, is to actually study the Bible. And then um, I, I encourage you to read First Peter, the whole thing, and Second Peter too. But First Peter will help you remember that this world is not your home. So even though you can be a proud American, you can be patriotic, you can love your country, your city, your state, this is not your real home if you're a believer in Jesus. Your real home is the kingdom. So if you put the kingdom first, then, then you can start to live differently. So the cure for the red pill blues is the blood of Jesus that was shed for us and for the sins that were committed in our nation in the name of conquest, greed, and colonization, as well as all the other sins. So when we turn our eyes upon Jesus, all these things will pale in comparison to the greatness of knowing him and the glorious future that awaits us in the kingdom. God doesn't want us to keep our heads in the sand about these things or look away from injustice and just feel helpless but he also doesn't want us to seek help from ungodly leaders and philosophies such as social justice, socialism, and Marxism. Those paths lead to a different type of evil, namely self-righteousness and judgmentalism and eventually slavery to the leaders of those governments. So the American church can go back to its former love and repent of her evil deeds and her giving in to uh, worldliness and can rejoin the rest of the Christian world that it, that is actually caring for the poor and the lost and the condemned, but only if we are not afraid of being persecuted. And let's face it, nobody wants to suffer that's how America is. We we want freedom, we want all that, but we don't want the responsibility and we also don't want to suffer for Christ too much. We might want to give a little money in the church, but you know, are we really going to speak out? So, but the key is we need to be doing it in God's will through the Holy Spirit for God's glory, not out there marching for Trump. I mean, if you want to march for Trump, that's fine. Just realize that you're doing that for political reasons, not for God's glory. So you have. we need to keep those separate. Church, uh, Trump, while he may be good as far as the economy and certain freedoms, he is not our religious uh, teacher. So we need to be sure to keep those separate. So, only by seeking God's will, not our own, can we be free from the blues caused by knowing good and evil. And we know who did that, right? Eve went to the tree. She ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And since then, people have been fighting. So, I'm going to read to you First Peter Chapter 1, I believe it is, um, starting with verse 3. 
Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him, and even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. What about you? Have you been red-pilled? Did, you, did it cause you distress? Or have you known all these things about our country for a long time? I know that I'm kind of always a little bit the last one to the party. And I know a lot of people have known for years these things. But I didn't. And I'm not alone. I know a lot of people are just finding out a lot of stuff. So if you would like to comment, I would love for you to go to my blog, blueskiesandgreenpastures.com. And leave a comment on the post, A Cure for the Red Pill Blues. And I look forward to hearing from you. So thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Please uh, subscribe and share and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Bye now.